Hello and welcome to the Average Golf Society podcast. This podcast is for everyone who can swing a golf club, basically, whether you're um, a scratch golfer, whether you're a high handicapper, if you're a bandit, if you're just basically you can swing a golf club, this podcast is for you. Um, as always, my main man is with me. Rob, how you doing, buddy? Very well, Warren. Thank you very much. So, Rob, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask you on every podcast. Have you played any golf, mate? Yes. It's been a few oh, weeks awesome. since our last podcast, so I've played yeah. a fair bit, actually. Several rounds under the belt since we last spoke. Oh, nice. So, uh, what have you been up to here, mate? So, I played rounds at the Essex, Stokeburn Island, Birch Grove. Um, is that it? It's probably the main ones, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. How'd you get on? How how you been playing? Um, bit hit and miss. Uh, the Stoke Benalen round was was pretty bad actually. I um I was so bad off the tee that day. I was hitting ball after ball just out of bounds off the tee. Right. Uh, I think I came in with about twenty four points, but that was okay. from heavy recovery, like holes which I would have birdied, you know, had I not been free off the tee each time, you know. Yeah, you know, it, it was hard work, but. You know, is what it is how sometimes. Was it, how was uh, Stoke by name playing? Because that's quite a, a good course round our way, isn't it, mate? Yeah, it is. It, it was playing really well, actually. Greens were nice, um, uh, well looked after, despite the um, recent whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it was good. Um, the Essex is playing well as well. Uh, Did you play playing, the nine hole or the 18 at the played, Essex? Played both. Uh, Did you? Nine holes, sort of in the evenings with with a mate, um, mm-hmm. which is great fun. I I, I think I prefer the nine hole there just because it's such a it's a funny little easy course, but it should be piece of piss. But because there's so much water and stuff, it, it is actually quite a challenge. Um, oh, cool! Right. And my mate's learning to play golf, so he was getting like fifteen on a par three, and then the next par three he'd he'd par it. Do you know what I mean? So he was so up and down. It was <laughs> Oh, brilliant. That's yeah. amazing, that is. Oh, I will tell you this one story. When we were playing at Stokeburn Island, this is how shit we were playing. Um, there was a group in front of us of four, and we were a two. And um, they were putting on a par three when we came up, and they, they like shouted, just play on, play on, and, you know, you can go past. So then on a par three, I think I hit mine out of bounds. The guy I was playing with just duffed his, like, ten yards into into some points and then the guys <laughs> we'll just finish this hole you catch us up on the next one so they did that they waited for us on the next tee then I walked up hit my tee shot out of bounds my mate hit his out of bounds and then, <laughs> and then they were literally like okay well we'll just go ahead here and we'll, we'll maybe at the next time you know it was so embarrassing oh, I felt like such a dick oh man that is so funny yeah <laughs> that is um the thing is, I always find if someone's letting me play through, mm. I'll hit an apps or people are watching, I'll hit and sh- such a rubbish tee shot every yeah. time. Guarantee it. Yeah, it's just and the way the world works. So, oh, it's so frustrating, isn't it, mate? I'll say this though: when we did eventually get through, which was about ten holes later, um, I did hit an awesome shot right onto the green, like within you know a foot or two of the flag. But nice. I didn't. I then missed the birdie part, so. That, was, <laughs> that summed about it up but i think they were impressed with that one shot anyway how about you how are you getting on how's your golf um yeah pretty good i've played a few times i've played with tim 
Uh, I played at Fortness and I played at Ufford Park. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, had uh, had a mediocre round at Fortness. I was kind of, I went struggling, but I was kind of a bit, bit naff. I was like, I knew, you know, when you you play, but you know you can play better. Mm-hmm. Uh, was, uh, that's how I could sum it up. And then last Saturday, I had an impromptu round with Tim. Uh, Saturday morning, he just texted me and rung me up saying if I was if I was free for what of knock. So we managed to get in up it offered and uh, fellow society player Barnsley come with us. Nice. Um, yeah, man, that was really that's really nice. Um, How do you, you know? Do? In, uh, Barnsley was hitting the ball so well. Really, um, that's good. Yeah, and he lost to Tim by one one shot as well. So we just done it on stroke on stroke rather than points. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that yeah, was just so nice and. Just that's nice to see him hit really good tee shots and really good second shots, and it makes like you can see when when he started to where he is now the improvement he's got, and it's just like he just needs that little bit more, and he'd be such a good player. It, you know, he'd become a really good player. But with work, where he works, it restricts him to when he can and can't play golf. And he he's not sure. about he's not about being. Um, awesome he's, he's just about enjoying playing golf mm-hmm. um which is a really good philosophy as well so it was it was really good uh i come quite close to a hole in one um Fair on the really long the really long par three it's like 200 yards yeah took my free free wood out put it on just didn't have a tee put it on the deck i hit i hit it and it hit the front of the green and it just rolled up yeah and i was like cool gone and tim went that's going to be nowhere near you watch and i get there and it's actually quite close he went oh sorry man, i'll give it to you so <laughs> i said no no they both said we'll give you that so there i was i went to go putt it and bloody missed it didn't i i was like oh fuck's sake the gimme putt and i still well if uh, they'd given it to you did you take the gimme i did afterwards yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be right as it's just a friend as it's yeah. just a friendly round. um <laughs> yeah but um, I'm off to play on Thursday at Fort Ness again. Nice. I'm quite looking forward yeah. to. I really like like I, if people don't know like the Norfolk Suffolk Essex area, like mm-hmm. Fort Ness is in the top five golf courses in Suffolk, mm-hmm. um, and it's a, and it's normally I don't know fifty maybe more to play. It's thirty pounds at the moment for a round of golf for a non-member, and that's an absolute bargain to go around mm-hmm. there um so i'm taking full advantage of going going around there at the moment as much as i love Olbra, like it's just cheap it's more worth my while going to fort ness than Olbra at the moment so <laughs> cool um yeah i'm quite looking so yeah looking forward to that uh we've got a society game this weekend didn't we mate we do in fact i've got before that i've got a game tomorrow as well all right where are you playing i'm playing another prestigious course of the suffolk area Olbra. <laughs> Oh, you're going to play with Dad, are you? Yeah, around the main course, yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, very nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I never played there, actually, so so I am very much looking forward to it. You need to get some uh, photos and some videos for the gram. Mm, will do, will do. Get some of your dad as well, because uh, Dad... No, I don't want to break you. my camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, so good. So we've got lots of golf coming up. I'm looking forward to the site. It's going to be good to see everybody on Sunday. Mm, yeah, definitely. It's been ages. Yeah. Well, four months. Yeah. So it's gonna be 
going to be Tim's coming as well on on Sunday. So, yep, yeah, I've been I've been instructed to add him to the uh, the league table again. Yes, so he's back for good, I presume. Yeah, um, I don't actually know what's going to happen with the league yet. Do you? No, I mean he asked us our opinions, but nothing's been decided. I guess it's up to the captain. So, yeah, uh, well, me being the captain. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for our listeners, like we, as you know, we play in a society, and we our season goes from September, no, August to September. Um, yeah, I think it was because September to August, you mean? Se- yeah, September to August. Sorry, <clears throat> and um, we. We'd, you know, and that's because normally the last game of the season was for a stay away and it was a lot cheaper to do it then, mm-hmm. uh, September. Well, because of the coronavirus, we've already played five games of our season and uh, we had obviously we stopped, so we missed quite a few games. So the man who organises our, podca- our podcast, our society, he put on there, would people want to restart the season, call it null and void, or should we carry on till Christmas or or what? Well, mine and Rob's suggestions were that we carry on till Christmas. Then we start like actually do it as a yearly thing, like calendar year. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, like we'll go out at Christmas, so it would work in well with handing out trophies. And it I is, think it would be we'll a nice help. end to the to the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm winning the league at the moment, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just think You're it's a shame. To just throw away five games that we've already played, like, and the knockout cup and all that sort of stuff is what you know. Why would we just throw all that away? Yeah, it just seems weird to me. Yeah, uh, but you know, it'll it'll go by by vote, I'm sure. Um, the other thing I thought is if we do it like that and we have to still have a stay away in the summer, we can book that any month then. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's on the last game of the season or whatever. We could still have a stay away yeah. and it could be a mid-season, you know, little knees up. It would be good. Yeah, that'd be really good. That's a good idea. Mm. Really good idea. So, Rob, who have we got on this week on the podcast? We've got Alex from Orca. This is such a good chat. Um, so, Alex runs um, Orca Golf. Um, this is a pre-lockdown conversation as well and it's just myself on here so yeah here it is and enjoy yourselves so this evening i am joined by mr alex of orca golf how are you doing this evening alex you know what i'm good i'm living the dream all considering <laughs> uh considering everyone's suffering with the coronavirus you know oh yeah this is the oh, first sorry, podcast we with... yeah we can't call it that can we it's covid19 <laughs> I don't think people listen to this podcast are really yeah. going to care what you call it. Nah. But other, other than that, man, you're doing all good? Yeah, living the dream, mate. Can't grumble. Can't grumble. Cool, cool. cool. So the first question we ask everybody is, um, how did you get into golf, Alex? How did I get into golf? Um come from a little village in North Wales called Colwyn Bay. Um, just past Rill. Well, Rill's actually the skid mark on the underpants in North Wales. Um, Col- Colwyn Bay is a lovely place. Um, anyone from Rill will tell you that. Um, and I grew up, um, yeah, on the hills. Not much to do other than ride a motorbike around, try and push sheep over, or play golf um, if you weren't playing rugby. Um, so yeah, I took up played golf. Started playing golf when I was eight, eight nine, um, and became a member of Old Colwyn Golf Club. 
little nine holer in some farm fields. Great target practice trying to hit the sheep. That was fun. <laughs> um, yeah, oh. <clears throat> yeah, lost many top flight Zebra last um, And yeah, I used to play with two guys, two lads from school, uh, Craig Pruitt um, and Mike Loxham, who's now in. He's in Australia as a boxing coach, funny enough, living the dream. Yeah, just, just grew up playing golf in this nine-hole shithole of a course, but it was good fun. Awesome. I think membership was like 25 quid a year. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, that's how we all start, really. You just pick up some clubs and crack on, give it a whirl, you know. I think my first set of golf clubs, so I got off a car boot sale. My stepdad got me a, a mismatch. Um, I think he paid like a tenner for shitloads. Billy bargain. Yeah. Were they touching <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, to a 10-year-old, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, nah, man, that, that's how everyone starts, isn't it? Mm. Do you know mean, what it is? You gotta, yeah, there's no good chucking loads of money at it um, and then going, I hate this. Um, you just pick up a bag of crap and crack on, see if you enjoy it. And if you do, happy days. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll tell you a funny story about Golf clubs and car boot sales. My mate is mad on golf. He go to car boot sales and he buys loads of golf clubs. Um, so the other week, well, it was last year actually. We were in the in the pub and he says, uh, "Warren, do you know anybody who's left-handed?" I was like, uh, "Yeah, I know a few people." Why is that? So I picked up these really nice golf clubs, thinking they're they're for me, but it turns out they're actually left-handed golf clubs. <laughs> brilliant. I was brilliant. just oh, I stood it. Me and my mates just sat there in hysterics. I thought it was brilliant. Do you know, we had a good yeah. one. I was out in uh, the trade show in Orlando, um, PGA trade show. It's where all the golf community descend. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not a public show, it's trade. Um, and this was back in 2011. Right. Um, and someone had stolen a ping of a bag, a bag full of ping irons. Right. I didn't realise they were all seven irons. <laughs> <laughs> That's karma, though, that is. Yeah, absolute <laughs> clown. <laughs> so so from there man where did your golf go from there then so yeah i kind of just just left playing golf and then came down here because uh because of my rugby um that's all that, that was my passion that's all i wanted to do mm. um yeah got injured wasn't great um loved golf i did a little job for a little little while um as a junior contracts manager for a firm uh got sacked best thing that ever happened to me um and yeah, it went to uh, got a summer job at Woburn Golf Club, which is absolutely incredible. If anyone who knows their golf, um, it's on the bucket list. And that was back in oh four, yeah oh four. Left there in oh five. Left there in went over to um, a place called Magnolia Park. Um, okay. where I was, I was doing my training, my level one, level two. Um, went over to Magnolia Park, which is in Oxfordshire. Um, nice little track, but run by a bunch of Muppets, don't mind saying. Um, almost ruined my life, that place. Um, and, yeah, got, got got out of there in 09. We'd start kind of, no, 08. We'd started Orca 07 and then really hit the ground running in 08 and not look back, really. Awesome. Um, yeah, if someone had told us, you know, what's that, 14, 14 years ago, something like that? Yeah, whatever it is, 12, 11, 12 years ago. This is where the brand would have been. I'd have fallen off a chair laughing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's not often you get a brand small. You know, we're a small fish in a very big pond, but we're making massive waves. 
Um, and 2009, we won our first award, Best on Tour Test, where we beat every brand under the sun. Um, and not looked back since then, really. Um, yeah, we're, we're lucky. We love what we do. It's not a job, you know. We're, we're, everyone who works with me or um, in the industry will tell you. Um, it's an amazing industry to be in, unless you're a club or a club where members are knocking on the door at half six because they're happily married. When can they tear off, you know? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely love it. Um, and we just, we've just we created this awesome little brand that has these amazing brand fans um, and it allows me just to do stupid stuff on social media, create some awesome product and meet some amazing people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, we don't, how do I say it without swearing? We don't, uh, there's no smoke and mirrors with us. There's no um, clever gimmicks, marketing campaign, inane drivel you see in magazines. Yeah. You know, it's just genuine, true product that performs based on facts and and, and how we get the product working with the, with the consumer, you know rather than waffling inane drivel. Like, this is the next latest and greatest long iron, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. I totally get that. Totally get that. So, start back a bit, right? How did the name, how did you get the name Orca for a start? Okay, do you know what? It's funny enough, I'm doing a long, I'm doing a video on this. I've been asked so many times when I do the Sunday Lives, the name. It's a bit of a lengthy one, but if I if I break it down into short, short term, think of a, it's how your brain works and pick up, pick up, pick up on things. Think of a give, give me a brand that you know of that's four letters. Think of the biggest brand. eBay. eBay. Okay, yeah, cool. Four no. letters, two syllables, right? Yeah. Give me another. Give me another. Uh, it says eBay. Obey. Obey. Uh, <laughs> I love eBay. That's my favourite brand. So. Um, cool. Let me get Ni- Nike, Puma, Nike. Sony, yeah. Orca. Um, we are going to be the biggest thing since sliced bread. Good. Um, yeah, but especially within the golf industry, I'm going to say that we probably won't. But I've got to believe, got to believe it, haven't we? Well, the thing is, if you don't believe it, you're never going to get there. You, you'll be filling True. yourself with self self doubt before you've even got there. Yeah, do you know what? Someone said this last week. How, how do you become success, so successful? Simple. Just focus on your own shit. You know, mm. don't worry about your competitors because if you start worrying about them, you take the eye off take the eye off the ball with what you're doing. Um, yeah. You know, and, and people are behind you for a reason because they're behind yeah. you. You know, just keep looking ahead, cracking on. That's pretty awesome. I like the name. So, or yeah, two syllables, man. It's a good idea. It's really long-winded. Yeah, it looks good. Um, and plus, Alexander Gordon Common Golf is just crap, and you can't fit it on the golf club. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I like that abbreviation, man. It's cool. <laughs> um, so, when did you decide, like, right, okay, man, golf clubs is where I want to go? This is. Uh, it's um yeah I got dragged I'm not dragged into it. I got pulled into it really I played a, a brand um, when I was at Woven that rhymes with shite list um, and I just couldn't I wasn't great I was struggling with golf generally was couldn't hit it quite well something just didn't feel right so I got my clubs checked out and they were shocking and that kind of mm-hmm. highlighted it for me and then when I was at Maggie I was doing loads of fittings there and. It just made sense, you know. It's just it was a passion I had. Um, I just wanted to make better golfers through better product. It was that yeah. simple. Um, and you know, Stu, my wingman, he was like, "Let's have it. Let's let's make better golfers through better product." Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we've been doing since two thousand seven, eight. 
making better golfers with better product. Don't get me wrong, we've absolutely designed some turds over the year, and I'll be the first to hold my hand up to that. I don't think a lot of brands would when they would admit would admit when they've made something terrible. We yeah. do because it's a learning it's a learning curve, and we're honest. Um, and I'm not ashamed of anything um, because it's a learning curve. But did you at the time think what you were doing was awesome though? Um, with some, I think the turning point for us was probably the PS9 that won us the gold award. That yeah. kind of turned turned the corner for us, and then into the RS one, three, and five. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we every brand has a strength and every brand has a weakness. Our strengths has always been our irons um, and our wedges mm-hmm. have always been mastered. We've you know, our weaknesses have always been our walls, probably up until the original GS5 um, and then most recently the Reflex. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, we we couldn't really create a good enough wood. It was always our weak link. And I think okay. every brand out there, you know, you, you can think of any brand that has a strength um, and they also have a major weakness. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, pick any brand out there and you can probably figure out what they are. Mm-hmm. That's really... Um really interesting i think a lot of our listeners will be interested i mean we've had quite a lot of uh orkites on the podcast already so we've had um lloyd one putt on yeah uh, far from par yeah um i think social golfing as well i think he's probably coming down to see we've got loads of other people who've always mentioned you and hence why you're on the podcast because a lot of people have asked for you to come on did you know it's um any and ask the boys you know that work with us, Sam and Dan, you can look yeah. them up, Sam at Orca Golf, Dan at Orca Golf, they'll tell you, you know, we're only here because of these guys. It's the only yeah. reason the brand exists is because of these brand loyal fans who buy, not buy into, because it's not like we're selling it, we're educating people and they buy into the process and they feel educated mm-hmm. and they feel like they're getting value. But okay. more importantly, they feel like they belong to something. You know, they feel like the part of a bigger, you know, we're all greater than the sum of the parts. You know, without without these Orkerites, without these guys preaching the message and buying into the brand, we wouldn't be here today. So, you know, I'm going to make sure I bend over backwards to look after and give them my time, give them facts, value their custom, value their hard-earned cash, and, you know, treat them well rather than just as a sales number. I don't yeah. give a crap. And, oh, nine months later, we're going to release another turd because that's what seems to be happening in the industry. You yeah. know, you that's not what we do. We, we create brand fans and it's, you know, I've said it on every interview I've probably done, we are super privileged that people would want to buy into Orca and people would want to sell it because without them, we're nothing. Whereas I think the bigger brands have lost sight and see it as your privilege, the consumer to be playing the brand and the pros privilege to be selling it. That cracks me up. Yeah, man. I'm not surprised. Um, um, yeah. <coughs> Sorry, buddy. So you haven't got Corona, have you? Oh, I fucking hope not. Fuck it, I can't do anything without doing my head in. I can't sit still for five minutes, let alone sit inside for fourteen days. Fourteen Fuck days. Yeah, you'd be licking windows, begging to get out. The thing is, I work outside for a living as well, so like I'm used to being outside. So being stuck inside for fourteen days would be oh man, carnage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, get back to golf. Mm. Um, so when when would you say for Orca, what was the turning point? The turning point um, was probably 2000 and 
okay, I think there's two stages to this. Probably okay. probably 2009 when we won Best on Tour Test for the for the PS9. That kind of got the name slowly out there. But I would say the last three years specifically where I've become a right royal pain in the arse of the industry because I'm showing golfers what the industry is about. You won't find another brand or business owner within the industry that will show you the inside ropes of the golf industry. Mm-hmm. Whereas I highlight, you know, the message for us is highlighting the tolerances and, and the poor quality that you're yeah. paying a lot of money for. That's not mm-hmm. me. I'm not a brand hater. People need to realize that I'm not a brand hater. I'm a consumer champion. There's a real big difference. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, people might confuse my uh, sense of humor and joking nature as arrogant. It's really not. If you come and spend an hour with me, you'll quickly realize, actually, here's a lad who will give you all the time in the day. Um, and here's a brand that really support you and your golf. Mm-hmm. rather than trying to say we're better, we're the best, we're the longest, we're the greatest, we make the softest iron, um, nothing feels like our irons or, you know, our iron, our seven iron goes 190 yards, mate, it's because it's, it's a four iron, shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for us, it's we're just going to give you honest product, built better, that will perform better. Fun yeah. fact. Um, and guess what? We're not going to rip the backside out of your wallet. No. Um, but, you know, so it's... I, we're just lucky, man. We're just super lucky. Um, and the turning point, yeah, 2009 and the last couple of years, especially as we've been more vocal on on social media and stuff, you know, and just we, we don't market. We don't spend any – we don't waste money on magazines anymore. You, you know, we do a lot a, a lot of the money we could be spending on tour players and stuff. We actually spend on homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of good things. We, we invest into our staff. We invest into our team. Um, we invest into be- creating better product than wasting money on on tour players who don't tour players do not sell product. You know, I can't yeah. stress that enough. No one's buying a tailor-made driver or whatever because World 200 is hitting it. Do you know what I mean? It just yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. I mean, um, oh, so I've watched your videos of uh, someone people being fitted. Hands mm, on it. Stunning, mate. Stunning. Oh, it's hard um, looking this good. <clears throat> I know. Um, I'm just. I'm getting a bit hot under the collar talking to you, Alex. I'm not gonna lie, mate. That's right. Um, um, so, and I, what I really like about your the honesty you are of just showing the people who's cl- brought their clubs into sh- how some of them how wrong they are. Yep. Like, I just. You, you don't bullshit him. You, you've got it right in front of you. It's like so. That's I'll that should be up, this. Yeah. This should be this, man. But I must reiterate, like, not every set of irons from a particular brand is always bad. You know, oh, no, no. And I quite happily point out when there's a good build. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll also quite happily point out when there's a real piss-poor build, pardon my language. Um, you know, these guys need to see it. I don't think, you know, there's a misconception that you can have a great fitting with your pro or your stockist. He yeah. can give you an exceptional fitting get you amazing results. Then what does he do with that order? He emails it off to a factory, right? Mm-hmm. Who's building it? You know, who's it, uh, is that person building it, giving it the love and care it deserves? Do they care? Could they give a crap? Or are they just mm-hmm. cutting down, bang a grip on, get it out of the door because we're under pressure to get so many out door, uh, sets out the door? That's not right. If you're churning out so, ma- so many, employ more people. Simple. Train them up properly. Get your product built better. And the thing is, I hate the term custom fit. That's not what we do. We custom build. 
there's okay. a huge difference. The fit is just part of the process. The build is where it lets it down. You know, you you wouldn't spend ten grand on a on a on a kitchen to be fitted, and the the kitchen fitters like cut the worktop a little bit too short. He looks you in the eye, and goes, "Don't worry, I just fill it in with snot. You'll never know." Well, right. make a pay for it to fit the bloody wall. Make it fit the wall. Yeah. You know, it's a bit, and that's that's where we come in. You know, we 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 don't custom fit; we custom build, and it's a it's like going to a tailor to get in a suit tailored to fit you. Not okay. Just buying, not just buying a shirt off the rack and kind of hope, oh, that'll do. Yeah. Okay, so I make an appointment to come see you then. Mm-hmm. Um, talk me through this. Go through how you would fit um, build me a club by me come to see you. So basically, you start with an intro. Hi, my name's Joe, and I want to fit in. I mean, you, know, <laughs> you, you could rock up, but I'll just tell you, sorry, mate, off you go. Now, mm. all joking aside, you'll, we'll, we'll get you in, and we'll check through your current specs, and we'll ask you a bunch of questions. You know, do they feel good, bad, light, heavy? What's your bad shot? What's your good shot? How much golf do you play? Practice? We're building up a picture of your golf. Okay. And, I'll show, and I'll go through the swing weights and the loft and lies and the lengths of your current clubs. They're just a few, you know, a few parts of the, the whole process of building. Then we'll go for a fitting, a full session where we, we get you loosening up so you're proper good and then clear that data and get you hitting your iron again so we've got a basis to work from. Yeah. And then in we go. We'll just get you trying a load of different heads with a load of shafts because we know shafts are the most important thing. Yeah. Um, or is the <laughs> engine as I call it, um, tongue-in-cheek there. Um, that is something I want to bring up later, but yeah, carry on. Yeah, so we'll get you finding the right shaft that works with the right head to work with your swing characteristics to give okay. you the optimal optimal figures in terms of spin, launch, dispersion, ball flight, carry distance, all those sort of things. Awesome. Uh, I actually had a go with a shaft, the Mizuno, Thing that you used to kind the of DNA, yeah, yeah. I had a go at that the other day. It's quite interesting. I've never done that before. I didn't even know how fast I swung a club, so I found that quite an interesting process. Cute, um, yeah. But so I know you don't put prices on your websites, mm-hmm. which is totally understandable because every everyone's different, right? Yeah, different shaft grips, different everything. Correct. Um, so. I suppose my next question is like, how I know you don't put prices, but how important is it for like the Orcrites to push your products on on social media? Because the thing is, that's massive. Yeah, look, we don't. Uh, but online, a good massive, not a bad massive, by the yeah, way. Yeah, look, we don't online price for two two reasons. We want to protect our customer base, as in the you know the guys who sell it for us, but also we want people to value the service and money they're getting. Everyone expects our stuff to be ludicrously expensive. They're like, oh man, Japanese materials, it's custom built. This is going to be well expensive. Actually, we're better value. I hate the word cheaper. We're better value than most ninety five percent of the brands out there. Yeah. You know, our, our the the RS ten, which is the softest iron on the planet there is no iron softer fun fact um it's quad forged s25c japanese steel and the iron the price is 140 quid an iron bargain Mm. and it's custom built but it's the aftercare you get so it's not a case of here your irons off you go you get a gap Mm. test your clubs get a yearly mot for free for the rest of their life as long as you own them and we do lo- lifetime free loft and lie alterations. So if your swing path changes and your lie angles need altering, we'll do it for free. So we're keeping those irons built with your game for as long as you want them. That's fantastic, mate. That's great aftercare, that is. Yeah, I think so. We, we did used to chuck in the odd foot massage, but it got a bit creepy. 
<laughs> uh, depends what oils you're using, really. Either. Yeah, I'll bear that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, on a daily basis, man, how, how many golf clubs are you, are you building? Do you know, we, we get asked that a lot. The thing is, a lot of our customer base, you know, we're in 35 countries now. Mm-hmm. brand so you know it's not just the uk we send out a lot of components so we have okay. a lot of club builders all, all over the world that build for themselves um but you know built built orders typically we're probably doing i'd say anywhere between full set builds from 10 to maybe 40 sets a week that's what we build that's not what's shipped out so we send we might send double that in components okay so there'll be a club builder in France or, you know, Germany, Holland, who will order a product and we'll send it and they'll build it. But, you know, we don't just send product, unbuilt product to anyone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've got to be, you've got to be to a, le- a certain level of builder. So they've got to pass out build specs before we let them have a component account. That's, do you ever get to a point, like at the end of a week, do you ever pinch yourself like, shit, man, I've just made all of these people really happy making these golf clubs? Yeah, do you know, we were talking, funny enough, we are in a fitting with <clears> Sam, <throat> uh, one of my fitters today, and we're talking to his the customer who's looking after, a lovely guy called Andy. Um, you know, we started in the garage, man, and his two of, he came to us because his two playing partners have, have played Orca, have gone into Orca. One's shooting two shots better than his handicap within three months, and the other one, shot a 79 on his first weekend and he's never done that before um so when you hear and you get people sending me screen grabs of their how did i do handicap trackers and you know people just dropping you messages like you know recommendations uh i'm coming to you because my best mate's playing golf and he's like kicking my ass every week and he's five shots better than his handicap or whatever it's massively it puts a massive smile on my face that actually we're giving better built product that's outperforming anything else out there we, we're really approachable on all, all social media platforms we talk to you like we're friends like we've known you forever there's none of this cold corporate we'll ignore you we will answer we will have a laugh i don't mind people ripping me a new backside because they, they love a bit of banter i'm all about that because actually we are a family we are a community mm. of people these orcarites we're not a cold corporate brand who doesn't give a crap. So, yeah, yeah. we want to hear from people that are loving it. We don't always get it right. We do let people down. Fun fact, again, because we're not perfect. We do upset people. We do have delays like any other brand out there. But how we manage it and how we talk to them and how we care for them is key. That's why we, you know, our, our, our positive is positivity is probably like 95 96%. you know what I mean? Whereas a lot yeah. of other brands are going to be a lot lower. Yeah, but... Like you said, that no one's perfect. And then it's no. easy, I suppose it's easy rectifiable, whatever the problem is anyway. Yeah, and it's, you know, nine times out of ten, it's just the odd delay. That tends to be it. But, um, you know, such is world. There's people out there who are dying who can't feed themselves and, and all sorts, and you get people complaining that they're missing an eight iron or a wedge that they've had to wait five weeks for instead of the three or whatever. It is tough, I get it. You know, customer's always right, regardless. But actually, if we just deal with things with a little bit of grace, it doesn't take much, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, so you said that the shaft is the engine, which I knew myself. And what happened with Crossfield the other week? What did he? I don't actually know the full story. A lot of people mentioned it to me about you and him. So who? Crossfield, Mark Crossfield. Name rings a bell. Bit of a bit of a helmet. No, I'm only joking. Look, do you know what? Bit of a helmet. 
I'm not I'm not joking. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, right? And the right. problem I had with that is I've I've got no angst directly towards Mark. He's one of the very first YouTube product reviewers who came out and kind of made that online reviewing golf accessible thing. Okay. Big, I suppose. So credit to him. Uh-huh. My issue comes with when you're waffling utter tripe. Um, if you're going to come out with some inane drivel and attack someone, tag me in, grow a pair of bollocks. Secondly, it's don't try and ride someone else's success to stay relevant. Okay. You know, don't try and, you know, on the back of Liam's video, try and stay relevant by coming out with a name drivel. I can give a tour player who, let's, argue, let's be honest, is an incredible ball striker, the same head and 10 different shafts, and the results will not, fun fact, wait for it, will not be the same. So when someone tells me the shaft's not the engine or the most important part, it's a terminology that I use. I call it the engine. That's my terminology. That's not the industry's terminology. That's not anyone else's terminology. That's mine. It's a terminology. So people throwing their handbags about, calm down, especially the armchair experts. When you've won 40 awards in 35 countries, then you can sit at my table and have a valid argument. I think with Mark... That's purely it. He's just tried to stay relevant and have a voice. And I told him this by a direct message and told him exactly what I thought. And to be fair to him, he did apologize. And, you know, it takes a set of nuts to apologize when you've been when you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But he didn't take me up on my offer to let's do a video. He brushed by that one. And my point and the point he made where I didn't know who you were. Sorry. Well, that's a load of shit. You knew exactly who I were, who I was, because you saw me in the videos, and you've, you know, you've just come out again when a, when a fitter says the shaft's the engine, please walk away. That's comical. Just, you know, I'm not attacking Mark. Everyone's got an opinion, and everyone's entitled to opinion. But my point being, just don't be an ass. There's no need for it. Um, get back to making great content like you did back in 2012, 13, where it was really good stuff. Mm-hmm. before he started begging tailor-made for attention you know um I've, again i'm not you know mike this bit might come across like i'm angry and annoyed i'm genuinely not i couldn't give a crap um but just have a set of nuts i don't mind people attacking me or calling me out just back it up with facts and figures to say mm-hmm. the shaft isn't important tickles me and to say everything you know effectively to say the strike is the most important thing just makes me chuckle because it really isn't it's a blend of everything working together but for me, the biggest factor is engine. And I'm not being funny. All the fittings we do, my, my fitters do on the road, doing demo days, we prove it that shaft is bloody crucial mm-hmm. to that. Um, and to say it's not the most important part cracks me up. It's like someone asked me, I did a live on Sunday, what's more important, having clubs, clubs built for you or lessons? And a lot of people say lessons. I'll argue that. I'm not saying clubs is the most important part. My point yeah. is they're, bo- they're both <clears throat> equally as important as each other. Um, okay. I use this a great analogy. You wouldn't have a junior doctor trying to listen for someone's heartbeat with a paper cup and a bit of string and a paper cup on the other end, would you? No. No, he's using the stethoscope um, and he's got the senior doctor there showing him how to use it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, bad clubs breed bad characteristics. If they're not built for you and not right for you, regardless of your ability or how new you are to golf, having the right equipment is going to help. But also, it's only going to help if you have the right, you know, tuition, lessons, someone telling you how to use the right equipment. You wouldn't have a mechanic, a junior mechanic, trying to change a gearbox 
with a fucking spoon and fork. You're going to have the mechanic there with the right tools telling him where to put it, how to undo a bolt and whatever. It's the same as golf. Lessons are not more important than custom built clubs and custom built clubs certainly aren't more important than lessons. Yeah. It's equal 50, 50 people need to realize that. Definitely. I see a lot of people on Instagram, um, say lessons or clubs. Um, and I think you've just knocked the nail on the head there, mate. Both, you know, you're not, are you going to sit there and listen to a doctor who's using a paper cup and a bit of strength to listen to your heartbeat? I ain't got oh, one, no. so it doesn't no, matter. <laughs> the coldest blood that courses through my veins. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All the blood. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's... So, how on... <laughs> right. So, on average, how many Orkites do you think you've got out there at the moment then, Alex? I couldn't. I, do you know what? I generally couldn't Pool Park. Pool Park. It's got to be... It's, it'll be tens of thousands got to be over the years without doubt good um which is it you know i, I wouldn't be surprised because i don't see the numbers in europe we have okay. distribute we have distributors you know just buying up stock so yeah that's a good question actually i'd love to find that out i'd have to look over historically over the years but it will be a large number okay um you know like i said earlier we are a small fish in a big pond making uh, the big nice. waves you know and they're bigger brands they know of me I know they have a nickname for me, um, which is probably Thrush, because um, um, yeah. I am irritating, but I love it because I antagonize the market because I support the consumer, like I said earlier. We want the best for you. So if I ruffle feathers and upset other brands to the point where we come such a pain in the backside, they knock on my door and go, how much to shut you up? Then we've won, haven't we? Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, another question I meant to ask earlier. Um, Who's like? Have you got a person whose mind you've changed, who you never thought you'd they'd change their mind? What in terms of buying into Walker? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's one recently, actually. There's been quite a few over the years, but the most recent one, um, and he won't mind me saying, he sent me a lovely um, testimonial, which I'll, I'll quite happily email to you so you can read it. It's quite quite incredible, really. Um, his name's Steve Jackson. And he used to work for a brand that rhymes with Schmalloway. Um, right. He was one of their top fitters. Came to see me and he, he he didn't, you know, there was a bit of needle back and forth on Twitter. I love mm -hmm. a keyboard warrior. He wasn't quite a keyboard warrior, but he liked to antagonize a bit like I do. And that's where we kind of clicked and get on really well because he challenges. And I like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I invited him down. Um, he's played Callaway since mid 90s, would never go anywhere because he worked for them as well. Would never touch anything else. Had a recent fit with him. Guy six foot one. He was put into standard length clubs and he couldn't understand why he's losing it left. And I kept telling him it's because you're over hinging your wrists. Go into slightly longer and I'll fix that shot left. Um, I'll fix your spin and I'll find you a few more yards and I'll improve your dispersion. Basically, I was backing myself. Um, and I ticked every box and he couldn't believe it, you know. Um, and he'll tell you that. You can look him up on social media and stuff and quite happily email you there. The, the testimonial we sent that for me for for one of the, you know one of the biggest brands top fitters back back then to say that you know and come out saying you know the knowledge i've shared with him is greater than any knowledge he gained from callaway mm -hmm. uh, that just that just answered it for me that's even better mate yeah recognition it's um from <clears throat> there's nothing better than recognition from your peers when it's just 
Um, but I also understand that a lot of people won't want to attack. Uh, they do attack me and they do come at me. And I, I love it. I love a keyboard warrior. Bless their cotton socks. Um, but we're all armchair experts, you know. Is this um, is this um, is this other brands coming at you? You say? Uh, nah, just brand fans, loyalists. I love a brand fan. I think you know, fair play to them. I don't care if you all play TaylorMade, Callaway, whatever. I think it's amazing that you you're a brand fan, just like you'd support a football club. You know that loyalty is exceptional. <clears throat> My argument being is, don't be blinded by clever marketing or tour players playing it. It must be amazing because a tour player plays it. Get a grip actually feel do you feel valued and do you feel like you actually belong to something ask yourself that yeah that's a <clears throat> very valid point um never really thought of it like that if i'm being honest with you, alex um i'm not a brand fan i'm not gonna lie i've got no loyalty to no brands my club my bag is a fucking mismatch yeah uh, i mean i've got, I got clubs that were built for a guy who's six foot four so and I'm Did you steal eight. them? Yeah, sorry. Did you steal them? And they're my stepdads, so <laughs> hand me downs, mate. Hand me downs. Um, but yeah, this um, like, like for me, like, like I'm having lessons at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a car, so I'd love to come see you. You fit for some clubs, uh, built for some clubs. Oh yeah, but. but that if you ever, tell you what, look, if you ever get the train up, I'll pick you up from the station. We'll get you fitted. I'll put you up for the night. We'll go for a few beers, have a laugh. <laughs> well, um, anyone to tell you? There's guys. That, anyone to tell you? Uh, you know, we, we are. We treat treat our brand fans like family. You know, I've, I've picked guys who've come up from Wigan. We've put them up in hotels for the night. We look after them. It's it's more than just selling. You know, you buying a set of clubs from us. You know, we want you to feel like, you know what, I've had exceptional value. I love this brand. I can talk to it, you know, and all this community of Orcaites and the golf mates out there, you know, they're one big happy family because they feel like, do you know what, we are looked after. Um, And I'm super humble because, like, if it wasn't, like I said earlier, if it wasn't for these guys, I wouldn't be where I am. So if if it means me going out of my way to pick you up from a station, putting you up for a night and buying you a burger and a beer, then I'm going to do that. We'll talk about that after we're finished, mate. No problem. <laughs> um, right, so I don't think you've listened to our podcast before, but we have two staple questions. Mm-hmm. Firstly, Alex, I think I know what sort of music you're into. You like a bit of rock music, right, bud? Yeah, I like everything, to be fair. Yeah, yeah so we listen to it in a minute. Uh, other than obviously Raw Blood, um, I am back into the ACDC stuff at the minute. Um, bit of James Brown, just anyone. I'll literally listen to anyone. Um, the script, I'm not ashamed to say. Um, well, Jack opinion has Gar- just, just gone down like that. You said <laughs> Jack Garrett, a bit of Marilyn. Who doesn't like a bit of Marilyn? Um, uh, yeah, Guns N' Roses, all that sort of stuff, really. Awesome. Um, so, for me, I listen to Heavy Metal. Yep. Um, and so I have a proper... Yeah, prob- and heavier than that as well. Okay. Um, so I had listened to one of their songs. I listened to a Hatebreed song called Destroy Everything. That gets me proper pumped for golf because it's just yeah. gruff. <clears throat> so, uh, what song would get you hyped for a round of golf, mate? Uh, probably Bob the Builder. Um, no, Dickens. Dickens. <laughs> I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually, uh, James Brown, get up. Two. At a minute. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's getting me going. Um, and dare I say it? Um, 
like skinhead by Kanye. That's kind of I like it. It's quite a, like a. It's just you know, different learning that song. Yeah. Um. I, I'm. Yeah. There's loads I'm into. Like if if I'm if I'm in the workshop and I feel like I need to be chilled, I'll check on a bit of Jamie Woon. Um. He's just proper mellow and. Yeah. But to get up, if I'm if I'm going to get out and smack some balls, better get up James Brown or or, or Black Skinner. Right. That's awesome, man, because we've got a Spotify playlist, so we'll add those to our playlists. Okay, if you want a really good one, add in this last one, Skunk and Nancy, Little Baby Schwarzenegger. Awesome. <coughs> I'll have to give that a listen once I'm done. So You will. Awesome. Uh, now, talking to a guy who builds golf clubs to a living, mm. the next question might be a bit difficult. Um, as a golf, you know, golfers, they love to buy shit, let's be yep. honest. We do. Yep. Um, what is the shittest golf club you have in your garage stroke shed? Uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be an orc one, mate, by the way. It's just, no, uh, you know. I've uh, No, it's definitely an orc one. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I can think of worse. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want don't to upset too many people because they probably play them still. Um, but, yeah, the, the orca K2, uh, it's an absolute turd. Um, you have to send us a picture of that, man. Yeah, just the sight of it makes me want to punch a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually punch puppies, people. Calm down. Um, no, just the sight of it makes me my gag reflex go. Yeah, really? the K2 was something special. But do you know what? It, it performed. It was ugly as hell, but it performed. Nice. A bit like my first girlfriend. <laughs> actually, like, think about it. What's the worst golf clubs that someone's brought to you? What, but are you talking about just general design or are you talking about like build quality? Both. Just go for both. Build, build quality. Um, I had a set of, uh, I don't, I've got to be careful, a set of shirtless AP2s where the swing weights were absolutely horrific. Like so horrific. We had one at like D1 and one at D8. Um, yeah, it was just that horrendous in terms of the build quality, but a beautiful looking iron. I must say, beautiful looking iron, just built real bad. But in terms of of design, oh, that's a tough one. There was a real bad set of house and like really old ones, and we've had a set of Dunlops in. I mean, there's two, there's so many out there. I can't I can't specifically <laughs> remember one. Um, yeah, it'd be one of those, either the house and set or that Dunlop set. Um, <laughs> which was still caked in mud. And I asked the guy, have you been digging holes with this rather than playing golf? You know, um, yeah. That's, that's awesome, mate. <laughs> yeah. Or dumb plops, as we call them. <laughs> Quality. So, Alex, uh, on social media, mate, where can people find you? Uh, if they want to find me personally and they want to have a laugh, my, my own social media channels are very much what you see is me um, having a right laugh interacting with people and i'll answer any question you've got about the industry not just specifically orca but if you want to know anything about the industry i'll give you the answer um so they can find me out at alex orca golf just search me out you can find me on all the platforms if you want the official one just search official orca golf and you'll find all the platforms um my two main guys on the road again um sam at orca golf and dan at orca golf you can find them out as well but yeah just um yeah hit me up and Gonna have a laugh, share some stuff. I don't mind you giving me some ribbing. I do like a bit of banter. I'm probably I'm known as the David Brent of the golf world. 
<laughs> which is pretty much standard here. Um, so yeah, come hunt us out, come dig us out, come have some fun. Awesome. Nice one. Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you for your time tonight. Yeah, pleasure, man. Pleasure. I actually talk to anyone. So thank you for having me. Cheers, uh, man. Yeah, good fun. So that was Alex. He's an absolute diamond of a guy. Cannot say anything. I learned so much about golf clubs and and stuff. And I've been wanting to talk to Alex for quite a while. And I, I he's not just a, like a salesman, like... He's actually got the science to back up what he says about his golf clubs and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, which, you know, like, which is the the main thing. He's got this, this things to prove it and, and stuff. And like, I can't, and he's such straight talking and I, you know, I really appreciate him taking his time out to uh, have a chat with us. Has so, it made yeah. you want to get a, a fully fitted set of clubs now? Yeah, Definitely. I'm actually more probably going to lean towards going to see Alex than what I am getting the clubs I had been measured for at, um, at Down Oldborough, if mm-hmm. I'm honest with you. Well, no, don't get me wrong. I know I've got to travel, but it's it's going to be worth it. Like, what's what's traveling down there for a day? You know? Yeah, exactly. If you um, spend, it's, it's a fair bit of money to spend. You want to do it properly, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I've seen like lots of other people on Instagram, like um, Lloyd, One Punt Life, um, Dan from Far From Par, Big Al from Far From Par. I've seen so many people like rocking Orca and like just having no all saying so good things about it. Yeah, um, I'm not, I'm, I, and I'm not dissing other brands or nothing, but you know, it's just made me want to, you know, I really want to to get it done properly to see what it's like so you know be good I'll, you know i'll have to once this lockdown is um well not lockdown but once this all coronavirus stuff is maybe all sort of gone i'm gonna have to drop him a message an email and sort of get myself up there because you know I, I was gonna get some new clubs before lockdown but on reevaluate and i think i'm gonna do go see him i think Nice, very nice. Yeah, yeah, mate. It's all good. It's all good. Have you got anything else you'd like to add to this week's podcast? You've seen anywhere or anything? Anything in the golfing world? Um, I've been rocking the new golf shoes that I got. Um, spoke a little bit. They to... are bloody ugly. <laughs> They've certainly divided the masses. I tell you that. They are hideous. You don't like them? Are they comfortable though? No, they, are, are they, they are. are they are lovely to wear. Yes, thing. they are. They're lovely. Um, they're a step above my my old ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased with them. Oh yeah, that's fair enough. What did the wife think? Did she like him? <laughs> Who knows with her? I think, <laughs> I think she did. I'm sure if I'd have oh, put on really. some high heels with um, red soles, I forget what them shoes are called. Um, Laboutons. She'd have been all over it, but um, not golf shoes. And by the way, I don't strut around the house in high heels either. So no jokes. <laughs> Hiya. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Also, as we're recording this, John Rahm is now world number one. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. In the top spot. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Also, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but Dan from Far From Par was at um, the Bar Stewards. Um, 
the society weekend at the Abbey, and they got him a, a Mexican tash, a poncho, and a sombrero because you reckon he's a bandit. So, mm-hmm. well, that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, um, classic. Yeah, yeah, it's all good, man. Like golfing is good. It's nice to see golf back on TV. Even yeah, though it is a bit weird seeing new spectators and European mm. Tour golf as well, which is all back in the UK this week at the Masters, British Masters. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah, man. I'm yeah. It, when's it? Is it August the first major? I want to say August. Yeah, seems so it's not long. Yeah. It seems weird. It but seems I'm... weird. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when these things will get oh, back to normal either. I really don't. No, no, no. I mean, we don't really want to talk about coronavirus because, like, it dominates. Oh, it's been done to death. Bored of it, yeah. Definitely. So, I tell you what happened. Um, what's that, mate? I've been enjoying on Netflix. I started watching the uh, the short game again. I've got about ten minutes left to watch when we finish the podcast. Um, Is that the one? Have you seen that? Yeah, it's brilliant. Have you seen it before? I I haven't. You should. You should. It's so good. Those kids are so such good golfers. Um, and it's really interesting because really? um, I think it was made about seven or eight years ago now. So if you, you know, Google these kids, they're actually coming up now. And, you know, they'll be some of them with big they? stars in the next few years. Yeah. I think one of the girls on there oh, who, in, really? who who on the um, film won the under eights competition or something like under sevens, maybe. But she was in the US Open last All year. Right. It's like the youngest ever player in it. Oh, wow. Um, so that was quite cool. Um and the main little oh, lad really? in there is Alan Kornikova. Um, you might know his sister, right. the tennis player. I was going to say that name ring a bell, Alan <laughs> Kornikova. That's yeah. it. I'm sure um, certain listeners who aren't quite old enough probably don't know who Anna Kornikova is, but she was a um, a tennis player known more for her physique than her tennis, probably. Um, lovely looking lady. Oh, what a delightful ball. Mm. Oh, delightful. Um, oh, well, another thing I saw, um, Ashley, who is enabled golf, had his pro-am uh, yep. last week. And that was so good to see quite a lot of people who've been on our podcast there, like Danny Ferry and Alice Houston, yeah, um, and obviously Ashley himself. Uh, it's so nice to see. So nice to see. It's cool. So, That's cool. Cool. Right. So, Rob, if someone would like to email us, mate, where can they do that? They would type in averagegolfsociety at gmail.com. Delightful. Um, and they're welcome to email us with questions or ideas on topics we should talk about or to let us know they want to be on the podcast because we will take anyone. Um, <laughs> any, any, any way for stray. <laughs> I tell you what, anyone, anyone with any sort of golf and story are welcome to come and chat with us anytime they want. Um, what about the old social media, Warren? What's that for people? It's um, at the average golf, all one word on Instagram, and that is our only mean of social media. On there, we've got pictures and videos of myself and, and Rob swinging golf clubs. We've got pictures of Tim, golf courses we've been to, um, away trips we've had. So, yeah, uh, it's really, we haven't, we don't post very much. I'm not going to lie. When I go golfing, I never think 
to get my phone out and take photos or take videos. Um, and I've got really bad at it, so I will, I promise, I will get back on it. But also there, you also you can send us a message um, if you'd like to be on the podcast or you know someone who you think would be good. Or again, if, if you just want to have a chat with us, like speak to speak to me and Rob about a subject or if you think you've got a subject. Um, if you've got a rules question as well that mm. you'd like us to ask, um, ask Blakey. Please get in touch and we'll get him to record a voice note and uh, he'll he'll let us uh, have that. Um, and yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, I might might, um, put on the old uh, Instagram tomorrow. I might take a picture of my golf shoes and get the definitive are they good, yes or no answers from people. Yes, definitely. I think it will be pretty mixed. (laughs) Yeah, I think so as well, mate. But, um,. Yeah, so if you like this podcast of Alex, maybe go back to our back catalogue. We've got quite a lot on there now. Um, you know, with other people, like anything in the golf and industry, maybe you can think of. So we've got um, Northern Ball Markers. Yeah. Uh, Dad is an absolute sound guy. We've got uh, Patrick Koenig, golf photography. Yeah. We've got Danny Ferry. We've got Alice Houston, who is an L.E.T. player and won on her debut game. Um, we've got Ashley Harris, who's a disabled pro golfer, as well as Mike Jones, disabled golf. Yeah. Uh, Dan Far from Par and Golfing on the Daily, Lady Golf Blogger. Um, our, we've got a good friend Tim as well. Yeah. We've got the guy f- uh, from behind uh, Golf Views. Um, yeah. He's a bit bit of an Instagram guru. He'll uh, he's got some stories to tell you that. There's also lots yeah. of stuff about things like the Solheim Cup and um, various specials and things like that. So. Lots yeah. to listen to. Lots indeed, mate. Lots indeed. So, and if you're uh, liking our podcast, you know, it'd be we'd really appreciate it if you give us a little rating and a little review, you know, and um, and tell a friend as well about the podcast. You know, it doesn't hurt. Tell no. one person what what podcast you listen to. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So Rob, enjoy your golf this week, mate. Thank and you. I, you too. I'm not, and I look forward to seeing you on Sunday for the first time properly in four months. Oh, no, you'll see my face. Not you that I don't have... see your face every week. But... You'd better have your hair cut before then, I'll tell you that, Warren. Right. <laughs> for, for, for the Instagram, for the you can't see this, but I'm looking in the webcam, and my fringe is, like, past my mouth now. Mm. So I look a bit home, a bit shaggy and a bit homeless. So, yeah. Not shaggy as in Mr. Loverman's shaggy. <laughs> Him and no. <laughs> yes. mm, I'm telling you, this is Shaggy. <laughs> you do look a bit like Shaggy. What? From Scooby Doo. I was going to say, I look like the other Shaggy. All right. <laughs> really? All right, mate. Um, yeah. Well, well, so then, Scooby, let's go. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> see you later, mate. Fuck!